And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry. We have a great program prepared for you today as we're going to be talking about Trumpet Blast of the Last Day. So stay tuned to our program. Uh, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. We just pray, Lord, you'll speak through us. Uh, open up your words for understanding Give hope in these dark times, Lord, and we just seek your will. We thank you for all those who are tuned in. May we end by praising your name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, trumpet blast of the last days. Those of you that are following us live via social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother, always great to be on. Another fantastic week uh, for um, for us that are looking for the soon return of the Lord. Right, Nathan? Absolutely. I mean, we can't say it's uh, we're in fantastic times. Uh, certainly, like you said, uh, even now a giant uh, hurricane, Category 4 Hurricane Laura, is bearing down here on Texas and Louisiana. We've got that coming. Of course, like you said, man, all the upheaval, the riots, the racial tensions that have reemerged, uh, uh, economic woes, uh, disasters, brother, it is Beirut exploding. I mean, again and again, we're seeing that these are dark times, but it's always darkest before the dawn. And so hopefully our discussion today get people excited about the Lord's soon return, because that mm. is the bright hope that we have. Woo, that's absolutely right. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, for anyone that's uh, tuned into the, our ministry here for the first time, uh, Nathan, will you be able to share again what we do in our ministry and also the resources that are available to anyone tuned in? Because there's a lot of wonderful resources and programs from the past. Absolutely. Uh, Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of ways, primarily through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is now in its 18th season. Check it out. It's online and uh, ChristinProphecy.org. Of course, all the major television networks. And there you can see that Dr. Reagan and I uh, teaching and with various guests. Uh, tomorrow, actually, we'll be recording uh, an episode with Alan Parr of Alan Parr Ministries. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you can find all sorts of videos, articles, blogs, resources, social media, you name it. On our website, check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, Nathan and I would like to encourage you guys or invite you to keep us a little bit busy. If you have a special event and you need us to go out there and share uh, on a topic, we're available, right, Nathan? We'll make time. We will. I know a lot of churches are a little nervous about bringing in speakers because of this COVID scare, but uh, Vic and I aren't scared. If you want to bring us in your <laughs> church to, to share about any aspect of Bible prophecy, we're here to teach. Absolutely. So just to encourage those of you out there uh, that I know there's a lot of lockdown and challenges, but we're glad that things are opening up and we're available to share the good news with you guys. Nathan, I'm amazed at how um, the news uh, constantly every week just draw us closer and closer uh, to the coming of the Lord and look into his word. We had another sad shooting uh, this week, like you were saying, on top of the hurricane and tornadoes. And I think, Nathan, this would be a great time for individuals to turn to the Lord and not to get distracted again with the distractions that are out there. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. We need to keep our eyes on the prize, as the saying goes. And that is, the Lord's got a plan. He's got a purpose. All these disasters and upheavals are all signs of the end times that Jesus said would happen in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. 
He prophesied all these would happen and, and they'd increase in frequency and intensity the closer we got to his return. We're seeing a number of major mega signs that show that, that these signs aren't just part of the last 2,000 years, but Israel is a nation again. The Gog and Magog coalition of Russia, Iran, and Turkey is formed. We're seeing China on the rise. These are all major, major signs that said that the that the Bible said would happen in the end times. We know we're getting close to the Lord's soon return. So we're getting very close to hearing one particular trumpet, and that's the trumpet that will call all Christians up to Jesus in the clouds to be with him in heaven forever uh, before the great wrath of God comes down in the tribulation. And Nathan, may, may, excellent segue. These days we need to have an e ear up to heaven and be listening clearly to what the Lord wants to say to us. And Nathan, you left us on an amazing cliffhanger on our last program. I feel like this is the Batman program where it says one, uh, you know, before each episode finished, uh, they oh, left to that time. Right. <laughs> exactly. Bat time, the same, same bat bat channel. Time, same bat channel. <laughs> oh, that's funny. In our, you know, we've been uh, recording these now for 10 years. And I remember, man, years ago, you used to end the show with that every time. <laughs> Yeah, well, we have a lot of fun, but you did you you left us on a wonderful segment talking about trumpet blast because there's a feast coming. Can you talk to us about this feast that everybody's so excited about, and it has to do with trumpets? Okay, well, uh, the Lord instituted in the Old Testament seven particular feasts for the Jewish people to celebrate. There's a feast of Passover, the feast of unleavened bread, the first fruits, and harvest, which were the spring feasts. Then it'd be three months until the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonements, and the Tabernacles in the fall. Now, what's interesting is that you can look at those seven feasts and see that the first four feasts were have prophetic significance. In other words, on the Feast of Passover, Jesus was crucified. On the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Jesus was buried. On the Feast of First Fruits was the resurrection of Jesus. And then the Feast of Harvest, or Pentecost, was the descent of the Holy Spirit on the church. Exactly to the day these four feasts happened. And so there's prophetic significance, more than likely, and I think 99.99% possible, that the last three feasts, after this interval, in other words, this church age happens, to point to things that will happen in the end times. One, The next one coming up is the Feast of Trumpets in the year 2020. That'll be September 18th through 20th. And that is believed to be the rapture of the church, the gathering of the church up to Jesus Christ before he institutes his seven-year tribulation. Then the Feast of Atonement should fall on the second coming of Jesus Christ when he returns at the end of the tribulation to set up his kingdom. And then the Feast of Tabernacles is representative of Christ's millennial kingdom, where God tabernacled with the Jewish people or camped with the Jewish people. Jesus Christ will tabernacle or camp with the millennial saints from Jerusalem. So I believe that more than likely, the Feast of Trumpets is pointing to the rapture of the church. And as of this year, that's September 18th through 20th. Now, again, Jesus warned us not to be date centers, and Vic and I are not date centers. We're not saying the rapture will happen September 18th through 20th. Uh, again, the Lord said we cannot know the day or hour. The wonderful thing about the Feast of Trumpets is, is that's a course over two days, and the Jewish people count days differently, so we don't really know the exact day or hour. But if these seven feasts are prophetic, and I believe they are, then the trumpet that we hear about, that we're called up to be the rapture, could very well fall on a Feast of Trumpets. 
Mm, Nathan, wonderful, wonderful, exciting news. And you and I are always, uh, every day for us, we're listening and we're waiting and we're watching because really it can occur to any day. So, hey, for the rapture to happen in a month, in a day or a week, that's not far-fetched. The Lord told us, again, uh, we know his return is imminent. So the idea here is, you know, as a church, we need to be awake. We need to be alert. We need to be ready. But we need to be excited because in the midst of all these challenges, all this bad news that we're constantly hearing today, all over. Isn't it nice to know that there's also good news as the Lord might return at any moment? Absolutely. Uh, very well said. It's important to note, too, that uh, the Lord gave this fig tree analogy, said that the generation that sees the fig tree reblossom, and, and the fig tree is a symbol for Israel. In other words, when Israel becomes a nation again, that will be the generation that will see the Lord's return. Israel became a nation again on May 14, 1948. That means that if a generation is, and again, generation could just mean genia, it's genia in, in the Greek, which means age or time period. But if the Lord is using exact years, and he often does, then what we're seeing is, is that uh, the Bible says a generation is 70 years and 10 more if the person is strong, so 80 years. We're at 72 years that Israel's been a nation. That would mean then that more than likely this would be the last feast of trumpets before then, there would be a small gap, and then entering into the seven-year time period, making exactly 80 years when the Lord returns. That's one scenario. I'm not saying that's how it's going to turn out, but that's one possible interpretation. Uh, the, the Lord could more than well just be saying, hey, that time period that, that saw Israel as a nation again, that's a time period that sees me return. And that's certainly in our lifetime. But if he's exacting and he's meaning exact years, then very, very strongly this September could be the Feast of Trumpets that sees the rapture. Ooh, Nathan, that is very exciting. And Nathan, of course, and these feasts are talked about in the Old Testament. For instance, in Leviticus chapter 23, uh, verses 23 to 24, would you be able to take us there, Nathan, and then we'll correlate that with 1 Thessalonians 4? Well, that's a fantastic verse because that is the institution of the Feast of Trumpets. And Leviticus 23 says, then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. Now bear in mind that Israel's calendar is different than, than our Judeo-Christian Julian calendar. So when it says the seventh month, we're not talking about July here. It actually falls into the fall months, and uh, that's what we're looking at here. So Every Feast of Trumpets, the Jewish people would blow the trumpets and have a holy convocation and enjoy another Sabbath rest. Mm, absolutely. And Nathan, and also there's even exciting news uh, coming out from Israel regarding blowing the shofar on the Temple Mount for the first time since the Temple destruction. I mean, that's very exciting. It's timing as well. Well, I'm hoping the Knesset will pass and allow it. Obviously, the, the Muslims, the Palestinian authority, uh, uh, Wadi owns and Israel, let me just say this, the Jewish people own the Temple Mount, but they allow the Muslims control of the Temple Mount. And I've been in Israel, and you've been in Israel, where we've seen the Muslims do not let the Jewish people up there. <laughs> and, you know, even you have to even go up as a, a Gentile, a non-Muslim, an infidel, you go up what I call during infidel hours. There's only certain hours that tourists are allowed up on the Temple Mount there's two mosques up there. People think the Dome of the Rock is the only mosque, but the Al-Aqsa Mosque is there too. And uh, I've even been there when the Muslims came pouring out of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, rioting, yelling and screaming because a Jewish Knesset member dared to come up onto the Temple Mount. 
So the chances of the Jewish people getting to blow the, the, the um, Feast of Trumpets trumpet up there is pretty slim. They've already held, and this is amazing, they've held uh, a sacrifice last year, uh, Passover sacrifice, but not on the Temple Mount, near the Temple Mount. So they're getting very close. They're, they're inching their way up on top of the Temple Mount. But brother, if they can blow the shofar from the Temple Mount, That'll be amazing. That that'll actually that'll be really amazing if that happens, and I pray it does. Yes, I mean that is fantastic news. And of course, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into a Truth Who Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about trumpet blast of the last days. And Nathan, that is exciting. Psalm ninety-eight six. It talks about with the trumpet and the sound of horn, shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. And also First Thessalonians also has a shout of joying, joyful for us as a church, as we anticipate the Lord's coming. Would you be able, Nathan, to take us to First Thessalonians chapter 4 and read for us verses 13 through 18, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Absolutely. Well, this is uh, one of the key passages about the rapture of the church. So this is where we learn what that means, if you're unfamiliar with the term rapture. So here, let me read it here. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, raptured, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Mm. And Nathan, I mean, and here we have it again. So throughout the Bible, we see again this correlation with the blowing of the trumpet, the coming of the Lord, the celebration of the feast. And it really it, it signifies a lot for the church. And this is why we need to be paying close attention uh, to these signs, if you will, because you would agree, Nathan, these are also part of those signs that we're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, you know, people say, well, the, the word rapture is not in the Bible, and that's very true. Uh, in the Hebrew, to caught up is harpazo, and then when that was translated into Latin, it was rapio, and when you transliterate it into English, you get rapture. So we don't call it the harpazo, we don't call it the great catching up or snatching up. It's just easier to say rapture, just like the word Bible is not in the Bible, the word Trinity is not in the Bible, though the concept is there. And so that's where we get rapture, right there, 1 Thessalonians 4.17, this teaching that Jesus will gather up all those who are saved and resurrect those Christians who are dead and bring them up to heaven before his wrath comes down upon the earth. And it's preceded by, here we learn here, a voice of the archangel calling us up and a trumpet of God blowing. Mm. And Nathan, and this is why these are very significant events, because also, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52, again, as we speak about us being caught away with the Lord, there's also another trumpet that is spoken of there. Will you be able to take us there to 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52? Okay. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's another trumpet. I would say it's the same trumpet because, again, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, uh, 51 through about 58 is another major passage about the rapture. 51 says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, 
and we shall be changed. Ooh. Yeah, and that's what I mean, Nathan. These these are correlating passages as we talk about the catching away of the rapture. But thank you so much for that clarification. And this is why we get very excited, because sometimes people say, well, uh, the rapture is not in the Bible. Yes, but the event that we're talking about is very clear in Scripture, right? Right. And we got to remember that there is 114 references to trumpets in the Bible. And so, you know, a lot of times people will mix and match the different trumpets and say, oh, here's a trumpet here, here's a trumpet there, it's the same trumpet. And you got you to gotta approach the Bible with a literal interpretation and use it in context and, and look at the parallel passages to make sure that we're talking about the same event. And the description in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15, like you said, they're, they correlate, they're parallel. Uh, the events line up and match, so they're both rapture passages, therefore the trumpet is the same trumpet in each of the different passages. And Nathan, and you know, and that's why we tell people you, you cannot just pull everything out of context from one verse, but read through the Bible, the entire New Testament, if you will, and put things uh, in perspective. Because even in Matthew chapter 24, uh, if you're able to take us there to verse 31, Jesus himself in, in, in speaking there also, again, he correlates the different trumpets and, and their meaning. So this way, people cannot just take one passage, but we like to look at the entire Bible. Uh, we just went from the Old Testament, Nathan, to the New Testament. Hopefully, people can get a glimpse of how the, how all these things tie together. Right, right. If you want to tackle Matthew 24, 31, that, that's a little more challenging in the context, because this is Jesus' great teaching about the second coming at the end of the tribulation. And he says, and he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. And got to admit, this passage is a little more, some will try to attribute this passage to the rapture and say, oh, look, the rapture happens at the same time as the second coming. But when you when you look in the context, what the Lord's saying is this is a different trumpet. This is a separate gathering. This is the end of the tribulation when the Lord gathers all people who have survived the tribulation, and there won't be many, into the Valley of Jehoshaphat for judgment. So, I believe that this is a separate rapture, a separate catching up, a separate gathering from the one with the church. The church, I believe, happens, uh, raptures before the tribulation and returns with Jesus back down to the earth. The Lord then gathers another gathering of these people and to the Valley of Jehoshaphat for judgment. We read in Matthew 25 about the great um, sheep and goat judgment where God will separate those who've rejected him and taken the mark of the beast and send them to Hades waiting for judgment. And those who have accepted Christ, they will live on into the millennial kingdom and repopulate the earth and live in Christ's kingdom. So I, I, you tell me what, what you think, but I believe that this passage is a, talking about a separate catching up. Well, Nathan, really the segue there was to take us to the book of Revelation because we will be looking at the different trumpet judgments. And that was the idea as we try to walk individuals through the various trumpets. So I'm definitely in agreement with you on there. You know, you okay. and I you and I did the, the wonderful uh, teachings and also uh, the book that we just launched, uh, God's Mighty Angels or the Mighty Angels of God. And, and there's so many trumpet judgments in the book of Revelation, and they all go in order. So this is a way for us to sort of bring people through the different trumpets and their meanings and how they are actually uh, interacting with the different events. Excellent point. Yeah, Vic and I cover a lot of this in our book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation. You can find that on Amazon or ChristinProphecy.org. And we'll take you 
through the 72 angels or groups of angels found in the book of Revelation. So you get a study in angelology and you get a study verse by verse through the book of Revelation. And we address the different trumpet judgment angels uh, in that book. Each one's given a trumpet. So again, there's lots of trumpets in the Bible. They're not all one in the same trumpet. Mm, exactly. And Nathan, that's why when we go to Revelation 6, verses 1 through 4, if you will mind, uh, there we see, again, the, this opening in the time of the tribulation. But then chapter 8 and on, we start to see these uh, trumpets and seal judgments. And we also wanted just to basically open this up a little bit, just for so people can see all of what the Bible has to say in terms of trumpets, judgments, and what exactly they're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, so Revelation 6, verses 1 through 4, Nathan, just to give us a little glimpse, and then we'll take a few verses um, in Revelation, like chapter 8, verse 1 and on, so that people can hopefully, for homework, continue to read through Revelation. Right. Well, if we address the, the seal judgments as we're now, there's no trumpets here, but what we're looking at is the beginning of 21 judgments that God's going to pour out on the earth in a seven-year time period. We know it's seven years because Daniel uh, 9 gives us the prophecy of Daniel's 70th week. And uh, there, the tribulation will begin when a one-world ruler rises and makes a peace covenant with Israel. He'll conquer the world. And this is what we see here in six, uh, chapter 6, verse 1. This first seal is the conqueror. It's the Antichrist going out in the world. Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat and had a bow, and a crown was given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. And then the second seal is open. Jesus opens the next judgment. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come and see. And another horse, fiery red, went out. And it was granted the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. So these are the beginning of the 21 judgments. The judgments are broken down into groups of seven. We have seven seal judgments, followed by seven trumpet judgments and ending with seven bowl judgments. Mm. And Nathan, that was an excellent segue because I'm going to jump to Revelation chapter 8 so we can tie it together. So Revelation 8, 1 says, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. Verse 2, and I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were giving seven trumpets. And that's there then continues, right, Nathan, the, uh, uh, the amazing unfolding of these events. And we have that outlined uh, in our book uh, as the angels, the mighty angels of God are coming forward. And every time a trumpet is blown or a seal is open, you see all these events begin to manifest. Right. And these second set of judgments, the first trumpet judgment angel blows a trumpet and a third of the trees are burned up and all of the green grass. And the second one, the seas are struck and a third of them turns to blood. And the third trumpet, the fresh water, a third of it becomes poisoned. And the fourth trumpet judgment, the uh, uh, third of the sun, moon, and stars are kind of darkened, so we lose uh, a lot of light. And then it gets really freaky in the fifth trumpet judgment. Uh, God releases demons from a bottomless pit to plague people. And then he dries up in the sixth trumpet judgment, the Euphrates River. And then in seven trumpet judgments, there's a series of natural disasters and all. Uh, so it's fascinating here that God will use these trumpets to herald the coming of these different judgments. 
And Nathan, and this is why, of course, there's so much in the in the Bible regarding Trump is we really just wanted to sort of give people a little bit of a prelude of the different events. But the one that we were focusing the most on is the one in First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 4 and also regarding to this feast that we believe that really for the church, the next event is the rapture. And that is the event that we're looking forward to. And like you said, Nathan, I mean, we don't have a lot of time. And this is why people need to get right with the Lord, because we believe that the rapture is at the door. And only those who have trusted in Christ are going to be able to be snatched away. So again, if you're out there and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, what are you waiting for? It's an exciting time for the church, but you have to Again, as they say, get into the boat. So we want to share with you how you can start that relationship with the Lord right now so that you can celebrate with us in this feast of the rapture as the trumpet is blown. So, Nathan, will you be able to share with that person maybe on the other side who hasn't started that relationship with the Lord how they can start even right now? Absolutely. Uh, well, bear in mind, too, that as we're talking about the, the trumpet that's blown in 1 Corinthians 15 and then the trumpet judgments in Revelation 8, 9, and 11, they're, they're different. Uh, yes. Obviously, some people will say, well, the rapture happens at the middle of the tribulation, three and a half years in, because look, here's these trumpet judgments and they're blown, or before wrath comes down. Well, all 21 judgments are God's wrath. Uh, Christ opens the, ver the seals, so we know they're from the Lord. But bear in mind that the, the context of 1 Corinthians 15 clearly shows that the rapture trumpet is blown for believers, whereas the seven trumpets of Revelation 8, 9, 11 are sounded for unbelievers. So again, the, the Bible differentiates they're very different trumpets. But we know, coming soon, that the Lord will ha send his archangel to make a shout, and a trumpet will be blown, and there Jesus will be in the clouds, and he will resurrect those who are dead in Christ alive. And we who still are alive and are left will be raptured up a split second later with them, and in the process, we'll get our new glorified bodies, our eternal bodies, and we'll go with Jesus up to heaven, and there we'll wait out as God's wrath befalls the earth in the seven-year tribulation. And so that means, though, you have to ask, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Have you accepted his salvation? Have you come to him seeking his forgiveness for your sins and, and being repentant and accepting him as your Lord and Savior? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. And so you have to put your faith in Jesus Christ and repent of your sins and be saved in order to have your sins forgiven. And you can do that anytime. I, you know, you never know how long you're going to live, whether the time ends and the rapture happens and you're left behind or you die from whatever. It's time to pray. If you feel the Holy Spirit moving your heart, pray, dear Lord, please, Jesus, forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will forgive you of your sins. The guilt will be gone and you'll get inherit a new life with Jesus. You'll be raptured off this earth. You'll be up in heaven with him. Mm. You won't have to endure the tribulation and you will gain eternal life with the Lord forever and ever. Ooh, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. That is great news. Hey, hey, listen, if you pray that prayer for the first time, we'd love for you to reach out to us, 305-992-9537. We'd love to send you a Bible and share with you how you can continue to grow in the Lord. And very clearly, as Nathan mentioned, again, that trumpet, that blast is for the believers. After we're gone, then we will see the judgments come upon this earth. So we won't even be here for any of that. So that is the great news that we want to share with you. 
but that is only offered to those who place their trust in Jesus Christ now while there is still time. And Nathan, that's why you and I always get so excited when we talk about the rapture and the trumpets, because, man, it's at the door. Absolutely. You know, we're not going to fall into the trap as the Millerites did back in the 1840s who set a date. And then when the Lord didn't come, the, the followers became disillusioned. We're not going to be like Harold Camping who set three dates. And then we're not date setters. Uh, we know the Lord promised it. Matter of fact, three times in the, the last chapter of Revelation, he said, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. In other words, when he comes, it'll be quickly. The signs of the times all indicate that we're really close, close to the Lord's return. So we need to look up and be watchful for our redemption is drawing near. Ooh, that is amazing. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, for those of you that are part of the program, even though our time is up for this segment of, segment of the program, we're here to pray for you and encourage you. Make sure you get a hold of us and also take advantage of all the wonderful resources that Nathan shared with you that is available to you through our ministry, Lamb, Lion, Ministry of Christ in Prophecy, and find more information there. Nathan, again, thank you so much uh, for sharing with us. We're going to pray for you that you stay safe through these storms in Texas. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, big news. So definitely prayer for the coast. Amen. And again, we thank you all for being part of this program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye to the Lord. Bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Thank you guys for your prayers. Have a great day.